And good afternoon. Welcome to Tree Impressions, the podcast about trees and their impressions on us and our impressions on them. Today's podcast is going to be about tree hazard evaluations, why they're needed, when they're needed, at different aspects of them, what's entailed on them, how to contact somebody to get one, um, a lot to talk about in that arena there. With me as always is my co-host, Rustin Marcello, the contractor. Welcome. How's it going? Uh, it was a great time to talk about tree risk assessment with the weather that we've been having. Mm, I yep. think there's a lot of people that are might be a little nervous about um, the wind and the rain and the snow, and we look like we might be getting a little bit more by the end of the week. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so, for sure. So where do we want to even start? I think... Uh, um, we'll start with a question I asked you earlier before this thing started, which is, um, so we... So tree risk assessments. Yes. Um, why would I need a tree risk assessment? And and that is me, homeowner, and there's a, a house and a tree. Is it because it's not my tree? Or is it because if it's my tree, you know, the assessment I make, and then I call somebody up and go, hey, I'm worried about this branch that's overhanging my house. Right. And you don't have to really fill out a report for, for that kind of visit. Right. So, and what visit would you need to, to suggest that somebody needs? Well, let me stop you for just one second. And I think what may be better to help with this discussion is let's let's define risk. Risk. And let's define possibly hazard, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so risk and hazard um, really are hand in hand. So in order to to have a hazard, mm-hmm. you have to have a defect and a target. So the defect could be, let's say, a cavity in the tree and the location of uh, a shed or a house is, you know, within striking That's distance. That's a possible target. Yeah. Right. You know, if this the, tree failed. The hazard. Yes. And so, well, like you just said, what's the likelihood, mm-hmm. right? So then you find an expert. Okay, so now we've determined, you know, so then what's, what's the actual risk, okay? So um, what, what size is the defect, right? Are we, are we talking about a two-inch diameter branch? Mm-hmm. Or are we talking about the limb that we had, we had done, a, that big walnut tree? Um, we were working in the uh, oak today. Mm-hmm. Well, we got that job because we were doing that walnut next door mm-hmm. and removing that huge limb. So we did a, a hazard prune. And if I was to do a tree hazard evaluation, I would definitely point that out as being a hazard. Right. Because there's a shed and there's a fence and this limb is hanging precariously and we had to go up, climb there and rig it down. Well, perhaps the tree has a history of failures. And and, and species should be taken into consideration too. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, some education on the homeowner's part would be fantastic. You know, getting an arborist out and... um, you know, spending just a half an hour um, walking through and, and getting a good idea is, is great. Mm-hmm. So liability obviously has to play effect in a tree risk assessment. Like if you're doing whether or not, I mean, because we're, we're playing a numbers game and we're using historical data possibly to back up the fact that there might be a big problem or that there's a knot, there's a defect in the branch and we have to prove that whether or not that branch is going to fail 
more likely than not. Yeah. Yeah, at the end um, of the evaluation, how many assessments do you think you've done in which you've proven that they're, they're well, I guess that would be a tough one to say if you if someone has done a risk assessment and said, no, nah, the tree's good, and then it fails. Yeah, that's that, well, there's a liability for the arborist on that end. Um, but again, we're dealing with a living organism. Right, so okay, what are you really are looking sur- for? I'm really looking for failure. What does that look like? Mushrooms growing on it, or is oh well, it can look like it can look like a lot. It can look like a lot of things, right. you know. I mean, um, yeah, that's that's an outward sign of an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, no root collar visible. Okay. Um, we could definitely go through the list um, easily enough. Mm-hmm. So, at the beginning of any tree risk assessment, you know, um, a lot of data is taken in the size of the diameter. The height, mm-hmm. the crown spread, um, adjacent targets, um, definitely the species, identifying the species correctly. Yeah. Um, right. And then we have a we have a situation here where we call occupancy rate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or can the target be moved? Is this um, is this a shed that might be able to get lifted and and maybe move to another part of the yard, um, or and that might not be practical. What's the you know what's the occupancy rate like? How often are you in the space? Right. You know what's the real? Is it? It's a street tree. Okay. So from there when? we come up with we come up with at the very end we come up with this likelihood. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's a matrix, right? Uh huh. So at the end, um, we, we check off these boxes, occupancy rate, occasional, frequent, or consistent. Um, could the place be, you know, and now this might be more for a park or rec- a park situation. Uh-huh. Um, so this might be um, a park situation where maybe, you know, um, we can divert a path. Just that easy because we're dealing with you know f- uh, dozens of Douglas firs and tons mm-hmm. of it's like well you know let's just divert the path we'll go this way mm-hmm. um, so cool now there's no more hazard right because the target's been moved right um, we also take a look at um, the topography has any of it been changed recent uh, road work mm-hmm. uh, recent landscapes you know we, we come to a lot of people with struggling trees. Where there's been some recent landscaping changes. Yeah. And, um, and now all of a sudden maybe we've created a hazard. Now all of a sudden we've compromised this root system. Mm-hmm. And now this tree's, you know, subject to wind throw. Yeah. Um, so we take a lot look in that um, to help us come to this, some of these conclusions. Uh, prevailing winds, typically from the southwest. Right. Um, right. Foliage color, dense, sparse, chlorotic, dead, vigor of the plant. Yeah, um, is there a lot of suckers in it? So these are all, we're just, we're like the bipartisan party here when we go and look at a tree. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like I have no vested interest in anything other than is this tree going to be safe? What can we do to make it safe? Right. So at the end, well, you should, at the end, you should get a list of mitigation options. Right. Pruning. Right. Um, cabling, bracing. Right. Reduce Staking, weight. Reduce yeah. end weight. Open it up to let the wind through. Any any number of those things, um, or unsa- you know, sadly maybe removal. 
Right. Maybe there isn't anything that could be done. Internal de defects. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, this is a form that's needed for um, any removal over 10 inches in the city of Lake Oswego. And what form is that? The tree hazard evaluation form. Right on. And what well, not all, not all, but if you if you're wanting a tree larger, they they want an evaluation of it. Right, right. So we look for cracks, possible lightning damage, mm -hmm. co-dominant stems, how many of them, included bark, weak attachments. So it is. So when you ask, when somebody asks for that, or they if somebody says, "Hey, I'm concerned about my tree," I, I can ask them one or two questions. I, I can look at it, mm -hmm. and I can tell you immediately, like, "Yeah, let's just prune it, what have you." But if you're needing it for insurance purposes um, or anything like that, then that form has got to get filled out. Or you just want to have it, maybe there's a cell of a home and it's a large tree in the backyard and the new homeowners have requested or should request a hazard evaluation. That's what should be really talked about. Right. Is why these realtors and home, and, 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 and home salesmen are, are not, not having these things could done. you imagine going in, buying a home, all the time, and going, "Holy smokes! Now I've got this huge." You've got a four thousand dollars, and you should have, you should have, before you bought it, said, "Hey, look, I, I want this evaluated, just like everything else on the home." Mm -hmm. People probably should, especially new home buyers, mm -hmm. uh, have their tree, have a tree risk assessment performed before you purchase a home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they can be even as simple as you know, because we've done. I did a project for a bus barn that was getting built in uh, Oregon City, and there was over 600 trees that had to be evaluated. Mm -hmm. So there's different levels of evaluations, mm -hmm. you know. Um, this one was, you know, a walkthrough, um, not as highly detailed as what I would do for a single tree, mm -hmm. but for this intents and purposes, they wanted to know the health of the grove. Right. Um, so we just simply walked through pretty briskly. Now, in a lot of cases too, there has to be some, you know, maybe, maybe this is a historical tree that's in a spot where there's a lot of foot traffic. You know, the the community doesn't want it cut down. You know, different arborists are saying different things. You get a lot of so. There's tools um, out there. Uh, resistograft is one mm -hmm. where it's a small little drill um, that's attached to this. Um, they called it a shigo. They used to call it a shigo because uh, Alex Shigo came up with the, mm -hmm. the resistograft. So mm -hmm. he, uh, you would drill this in, and it would dig, it would it would measure um, like the density, the resistance. Mm -hmm. So if it was hunky then you know, the drill would go through pretty quickly. But if it was solid wood, then it would measure that and you could get an idea. The problem with that though is you're, you're just measuring one spot. Uh-huh. Okay, so you gotta do this multiple times. I don't typically like the idea of drilling into trees too much anymore Right. these days. Um, you could go old school and do a core sample. Um, but that's like taking a, a, a pencil out of a tree. Right. You know, um, and then there's some sounding. Um, that is becoming a lot more um, popular. Um, it's it's quite the setup, and I think that technology is going to get a lot better. Where we're going to get tools, yep. Where we're going to get tools that uh, um, will help us determine the inside of a tree. Yeah. More importantly, though, Levels. I think 
is um, is the soil. Now, yeah, I mean, treeless levels, um, they range from your drive-bys, right. walk-bys, or, and, and that's noted in the report. Right. Right. Like trees were viewed, you know, like there's that tree tunnel on um, 99, right? That hazardous tree tunnel, every, you know, that, that's just awesome when it's fully leafed out. Uh-huh. There's so many dead branches in that stupid thing, right? Yeah. And then did you see that one big tree totally just fall over? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's that should be scary too, because out of that grove, that one tree in the middle there falls over. Mm-hmm. Well, why why weren't those other trees helping that tree stand up? Like that tree totally like just, I mean, there's there's an issue there, and that's going to compromise those two trees on the outside too. Right. And if there's something like armillaria root rot running through there, man, it'll be it'll be a domino effect. Yeah, entirely. So another reason to do a tree risk assessment pathogens right hey I I, I I think my tree has pores right um, newly planted um, properties trees aren't doing so well I've gone on to so many properties burlap sacks still tied around trees I yeah that's what uh, they use uh, that nylon rope that had had called uh, called up or not called up but I had uh, was talking to and said hey all these trees we come to find out like they were planted uh Half of them were still in their burlap sacks, and those roots couldn't expand. Uh, Oftentimes, the burlap sack, I will say, does decompose, but they have to. But you have to know that those burlap sacks are treated, you know. Um, and yeah, they are organic, but usually they don't use twine; they use like a nylon rope, and then that's what girdles mm-hmm. the trunk of the tree. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. and I see that a lot, and I'll see a piece. Of, you know, I'll just do a little digging around the collar of a tree when I don't see the collar. What are some things people like should look for that, you know, you got to be vigilant I'm sure if you're living anywhere about your environment and, and stuff, but changes in the environment um, should you speak, should be should you be more concerned in dirt, uh, during certain seasons? Yeah, when it's really, really really, really rainy um that's usually when we see tree failure, primarily in residential settings. Hmm. Not the snow, not the wind. No, not not so much. It's usually after a big rain, then we'll get a little bit of wind, and trees go over left and right. Is it because of the runoff? No, 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 no. It's just the soil is just so saturated out here, and it just creates just a loose environment for yeah. the wind to push yeah, something just, over. Yeah, the lubrication of the water. Right. You right. Know, just they just. Sometimes they just go right on over. Or pull and a root out far enough for it to... And every time I've seen one go over, suspect root system. Root rot going on. Yeah. You know, somebody put a, you know, a, a pathway in front of it You're living 15 on a hill years ago. And up there, somebody starts dumping things out there. Yeah. You know, 15 years ago, they put in this you know patio, and now all of a sudden this. I saw one of the most beautiful um, Pacific... Uh, dogwoods die. They had built a, a deck around it. Two two years ago, they built this deck around it. And then just died. I was like, well, really changed this tree's environment. Got sad. Got real sad real quick because it wasn't getting water the way it used to. You guys yeah. didn't address the, uh, you know, the irrigation. Yeah. Boom. Just, uh, 
I mean, just because it's in the ground does not mean it's going to live. Right. So for some reason, people are like, oh, it's it's found some sort of uh, water table or something. They're like, oh, there's a, there's a river. There's running. an aquifer. There's an aquifer or something underneath so, my. Oh, my I would like, oh, bought into oh, that right nonsense oh, all day. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. I was saying, no. I was talking to somebody who's like, are there tre- are there trees? <coughs> Dusty, you have to tell me this. Are there trees? Excuse me, folks. Yes. In which you can take a stem. And put it in the ground, and it will grow into a tree. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that with a willow. Okay. No, that's what I thought, because where I lived in Indian Springs, I thought people were crazy. I'm walking around, like, going, is this a shrine? Yeah. No, there's a lot of stuff that you can do to get, you know, I mean, taking cuttings and getting them to root. That's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah. But that's not, I mean, we're talking about, what are we talking about? Tree risk assessments. Tree risk assessments. Somebody uh, plants a, a tree, and like the lady that we saw today, she goes, you know, oh, yeah. I, that thing was eight, you know, stood eight foot tall not too long ago. Like it was, and you're climbing this thing, it's huge. Oh, tree yeah. risk, asi- or tree risks, I'm sure, like you think about it, three, four years, all of a sudden you have a tree that can be potentially pretty dangerous. Yeah. Maybe. No. Because no, she's talking oh, about yeah, this tree you being talk small. About- and you talk just, about like a volunteer boom. or a cottonwood. What types or, of trees are maybe more prone for failure? That you, I mean, if you're old, doing old, I wouldn't say species. No species, just no. Obviously, the older the tree, yep, the more susceptible they are to lots of stuff. Um, how do you determine how old a tree, you know, kind of is? Is you does it? You have to ask somebody like yeah. Really, yeah. They were here when it was this high, and at that time... How old's the house? How old's the house? Yeah. How old's the house? Yeah. Yeah, this was probably the first tree in the landscape. Yeah. Or, yet there was an... Or, you know, and, and that goes into having a good tree risk assessment done, is the arborist is asking some detailed questions about the history of the property. Mm-hmm. This, when was it last pruned, you know? Right. Was there any, re, you know, recent soil disturbance? When did you notice this? You know how often is it that you know how often is it fertilized? If it's fertilized, um, you know I point out things. I pointed out cable systems in people's trees. I had no idea it was in there. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, you got a cable system in there? Really?" Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, probably got to get that checked out." I would imagine you need to know about it. Yeah, and well, and that, I think that's what I was saying when uh, you know people just their trees doing great. There's no problems because it's at a size and at an age mm-hmm. in which it's just never, it's not going to pose any problems. And all of a sudden, my tree is older. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Now I've got to do a lot of maintenance. Mm-hmm. It's not too much. And you know, large trees aren't really that big of maintenance. You know, we go through and just deadwood them. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe put in some uh, structural enhancements like a cable system or, you know, maybe it needs to get bolted. Uh, big trees are important to keep around. Mm-hmm. Um, because they just hold so much carbon, right? You know, that's the, that's the deal. When they die, then all that carbon that they absorbed gets released. Absolutely, and turned into something—chips, dusts, whatever. Well, you know, or it gets decomposed back into the ground, like most like nature intends. Well, you know, and that's you know, and that's the whole thing too. You know, that people don't realize is carbon's an important part of trees growing. Oh yeah, they you have know, to have so, it. And Just they like release it, and they absorb it, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah, it's, you know, I don't know. Um, so. Well, safety, kind of defect, yeah, I was going to say, just to, like, recap a little bit about it, would be that, hey, 
deer it's a you know what it's a good thing to trees are typically i'll end i'll end it with this trees are 99 percent safe they're not going down left and right it's well does does it take a rocket scientist to figure out whether a tree like if you're looking at one that goes Oh God! I think you have this intrinsic sense to look up, maybe and go, ooh, yeah. To, you know, I think all all humans have that, right. mostly because we probably came from them. And then maybe there right? are times where you go, you know, that I saw a couple of limbs. Remember, it looks like it's upside down and growing into the ground. Hey, some tree limbs grow really ugly, but that doesn't mean they're not healthy. Right. That too. Yeah, that too. Well, yeah. good. No, That's I, why you got to have an expert to come out and take a look. You, you need know. to have someone's experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Why Why? Why would you not? I would say that one of the bigger tips A lot of people be, think it's really expensive. It's not. No, I don't think so. It's worth the... Yeah. Yeah, definitely worth the payment, uh, uh, especially if you're going to look at something that could really cost Depending you on the size, away. detail, what it's used for. Would you rather remove a limb or pay the whatever deductible that it costs for it landing on top of your car. Right. Or somebody else's car. Mm-hmm. And it's your tree. Right. There you go. You know, we do a lot of other tree risk assessment forms, too, for um, when people are building around trees. Right. Yeah, construction, mm-hmm. we have to do root evaluations. Uh-huh. When they ever, when they uh, dig around trees too close, mm-hmm. trenches, but good. Yeah, so that's a. Um, hopefully, we kind of went over everything. Uh, if anybody has any questions, please uh, email us, tillistree at gmail.com. Yep. You can get a hold of us uh, through on, the website. Uh, through our website, tillistree.com. Um, join us for forest bathing um, this Saturday. Um, check us out on meetup.com, uh, forest bathing. So we take, take some leisurely walks through uh, Portland parks and uh, enjoy the benefits of being around trees. And learning a lot about trees whilst doing it and performing some meditation techniques mm-hmm. to help yoga. It, you know, open and expand your, your senses. Yeah, perfectly. Very well said. Great. Anything you want to add? It was a, it was a rough week last week, <sighs> but this week sure seems to have a lot of silver lining, so... Very excited about it and can't wait to post this. Yep. Good night. Good night.